right, well, welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. This is our first episode of 24, 2024, coming at you. Happy New Year. Just a little applause there for yeah. New Year. We didn't get to see, we didn't get to do a show around a ball drop or anything, so we'll just throw yeah. out some applause. Yeah. Happy New Year, because, <laughs> you know, I'm sure your life is completely different now than it was. That's right. Five days ago. <laughs> All those resolutions of just goals have just fallen apart in the first few days and yeah. now we're back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was thinking about it, you know, I was sitting there on the second and I was like, dang, it seems like most of my problems followed me right into the new year. It's weird. <laughs> That's right. I thought everything was just gonna stop. <laughs> just all good stuff. No. Amazing. How Oreos when you go not, somewhere, they come with you. You know, yeah, it's That's, weird. The Oreos did weird. not disappear out of the pantry automatically. They're gone now. <laughs> Yep. had to consume them to make sure you know you, you can't go. just throw them out you gotta eat them before you start over right and that's right that's so, right <laughs> i still got this cough no. that followed me into the year too so <laughs> whatever that's a gift that's just been given all the month of december and into the yeah. new year hey, what? I, I don't believe this new year crap i don't think it's real no i think it's just no. the same old same old same stuff. old so. yeah the only thing that changes is maybe you i don't know yeah maybe we'll see <laughs> Maybe your so, perception. We got some. Uh, we got some cool thing, stuff to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. We use our beverages. Um, you got a new toy, so we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah. And that's it's really cool. I don't want to give too much away, but it's really cool. It's a way to increase your content this year, mm -hmm. and maybe mm -hmm. especially if you're one of those people who get your best ideas kind of while you're out and about, um, right. maybe walking or running or playing golf or whatever this yeah. might be the tool that you've been waiting your whole life for and didn't know it existed because it didn't exist until it didn't a couple weeks ago no this is a real cool company um been following them for you know two or three years on this project and uh they launched it this past year i decided to give it a whirl it's pretty cool pretty cool launch. stuff those are some keywords launch world launch yes world yeah those are all <laughs> So, but if you saw the title, you already know what it is, but, and then you got right. some, uh, envelopes we're going to look at. And then I've got yeah. a couple of, um, I've got one interesting stat that I came across about search traffic, um, mm -hmm. where it's going, Yeah, which was a little surprising to me, but not so surprising at the same time. I right. mean, I thought I'd, I was pulling up like some, um, you know, new year, first of the year type stuff. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we ought to talk real quickly about just a couple reminder tips. Cause I know everybody's, you know, refocused on content and writing and all that stuff. So I thought I'd pull up a couple writing tips. Okay. That we can share for the new year. Just kind of some reminders. Definitely. Um, you know, I always need so, some reminders. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I read, um, strunk and white elements of style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. once every two years i'll reread that and then it's good it's like oh yeah i remember that now so if you haven't read that strunk and white the elements of style it's getting to be a little bit outdated yeah um but the There's concept a book that there. i picked up recently that you would like sean it's was around here somewhere but it's on writing less i mean writing simpler right yeah. keeping your writing simpler but writing gooder is that what it's called Gooder, yes, gooder, gooder writing. writing. That is uh, that is it. That is the title. 
Um, writing but maybe I'll find like, it. Uh, our guest. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. I think my be- my favorite book of all time over here on writing on my writing shelf is Stephen King. It's still Stephen King's on writing. Uh, like if you have not read book. that and you write anything, yes, it's worth reading. Even even if you only read like the second half, which is more about writing, the first half is more about him and his journey. Yeah. Yeah. But the second half of the book is specifically about how mm-hmm. to write more effectively, all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's a great book. Yeah. That's my recommend. favorite book by him. And he's written a lot of fiction stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, or we're not really fiction guys. So that makes sense. No, I mean, there's a, there's a few, I mean, there's one, there's one book he's written as of recent that was called the outsider. That was kind of a, mm-hmm. a attention grabber. I mean, it sucked yeah. me in for like 12 hours. Man, I it was a good one. I'll wait for the movie. <laughs> it's out. The mid, the movie sucks. Of course it does. <laughs> it's it's rare that you get a movie that's unless the yeah. movie comes out first and they turn it into a book or whatever. But yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, w- I read the Celestine Prophecy this past year, mm-hmm. which is an older book in the kind of the personal development space, yeah, woo woo space. Um, and then I there was a movie because the books were so popular. They made a movie. The movie was horrible. I couldn't even finish yeah. watching it. it was so bad. Yeah. It's, it's bad. like the, um, or you remember the firm with Tom Cruise? Yeah. Like the, uh, Tom, the John Grisham. I mean, that was one of the first books I ever read by John Grisham and it was just a horrible movie. I mean, no offense to Tom Cruise it does a lot of good stuff, but that was a lousy movie. But, yeah. Especially uh, if you read the book. Yep. If you didn't yeah. read the book, it's okay. Movie. If you, if you yeah. read the book, then, it's yeah, it's a disappointment. So right. maybe so, I should qualify that if you haven't read it. Maybe it's okay. So if you're know. watching, so I'd, I'd be curious for those people out there that are watching Jack Reacher right now. I've not read any <laughs> of the Reacher books. Yeah. I'm curious, like, since they're doing it more as a series, so they have more time to develop because each season is its own book. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious if it fits the book closer. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've watched it or read those, but no, I think the guy that plays that is, uh, he's a former, like, military dude i don't know what what branch he was in but i don't know i can't I, I tell you i still liked i have tom a hard cruise. time liking him i like tom cruise in that role yeah Maybe just because i saw him first in that role but yeah um i like the quirky he's a lot movie. bigger than tom cruise yeah and that that's actually to me like takes away from the reacher persona uh, right 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 because he's like you want the little guy to be able to that's true you know, take on six guys not the big yeah. giant yeah so. But what do you have over there to drink? I think you have something there that uh, I might recognize. Yeah, I think so. I think you would know this one well. It is the uh, the pastryarchy, pastryarchy, unicorn farts after dark. It is a chocolate cinnamon breakfast stout. Now, I don't know if this was if this is the exact one that you had. Okay, it is. is. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's a good one. Duclaw, Duclaw Brewing. Yeah, I think you gave this one. Who knows? We never know what the rating was, but I'm sure yeah. you gave it a good rating. Doesn't matter. I don't have. Well, a glass I'm having. Today. Uh, you sent me. Yes. Thank you, by the way. Absolutely. Um, a hot, an old-fashioned barrel-finished cocktail, pre-mixed in mm-hmm. the jar. So I've got that poured up with my craft ice ball there. You know? Oh, I like that. Got the ball and everything. Yeah. Does it melt as fast? Brilliant yep. um, invention. Whoever came up with that, good job. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and pour yours. Do you so have the? Uh, do you have the ice? The the uh, mold for the ice? I mean, do yeah. you do those yourself? It's like a little. Um, it's like a rubber gasket type mold. Yeah, it doesn't do like a perfect 
ball. It's more like three quarters of a ball. So it sits flat on the right. bottom and then, um, yeah, but it, it does the job cause it doesn't melt as fast as, you know, a couple ice cubes. So it does, sure. The, does the job. doesn't water down your drink. Yeah. So, no, that's perfect. Do you have yours poured? Uh, I don't have a glass today. I'm going to be oh, drinking out of the can. Could it could affect the rating. All right. Well, let's All right. Cheers. All right. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I remember liking it too. So I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give the old fashioned here. It's pretty hard to screw up an old fashioned, but I'm going to give it <clears throat> 4.5. Just a good way to enjoy a nice rye whiskey here. So. Hmm. Four or five. <clears throat> now, have you tasted? Is that the first one of the three that you've you've tried? There were two. There was this one in a Manhattan. Oh, okay. I haven't tried the Manhattan yet. The Manhattan. Oh, okay. That's pretty popular. Yeah. Well, I was doing some research on it, and both of these are, <clears throat> I think, close to a hundred years old. But the Manhattan is, I think, even older. But mm -hmm. it's one of the few drinks. It's one of the few famous cocktails that has not changed the basic formula over the years because it's just both of these are the old fashioned sure um two parts you know whatever and then one part alcohol whiskey so right cl just classic tried and true yeah can't go wrong i love a good old-fashioned so what's um, your, what do you I give you like we're in the minority though we're getting old because no one drinks anymore apparently, apparently as you yeah. dry january reference. <clears throat> so yeah. we're uh and I think, I don't know if that shows up in the selection because I feel like the selections are getting fewer and fewer. And I don't know if that's because no one's. Well, like, like the text I sent you, you know, beer, beer drinking is at its lowest since 1999. Correct. But I don't think that means, and definitely we have more people that are abstaining and, you know, going sober and dry January and all those things. But I think the reason beer sales are down is because seltzer sales are just through the roof. And I would say oh, yeah. wine since 1999, if you think about it, yeah. wine sales are way up. Seltzer sales are way up. Um, right. So those are probably taking market share from, from beer and yep. craft breweries. I mean, <clears throat> I've had a rough go the last year or two. Oh man. Can we, you imagine? I mean, overpopulated, you know, yeah. part of the problem. So, right. So what do you give your, uh, unicorn farts? uh I, I like it it's um i don't know if i taste much cinnamon chocolate cinnamon um but it's pretty good it's uh it's gonna get a four four six i like that yeah the four six yep yeah sounds good it's good probably be better in a glass but mm -hmm. uh i'm not going to uh, yeah right i think it's amazing just keep drinking it'll get better Get better of course. and better. Of course. Those dark stouts, man. They get better as, as you drink them, I think. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about um you want to start with your toy or the envelopes? I'll start with the toy. All right. Start with this. This little thing. All right. So if you are listening uh All on, right. the, on the podcast, what Jonathan is holding is a little square of plastic. <laughs> 
with so four if you fans. notice i'm gonna hold it up here at the very front you'll see it's got a little uh pivot or a little swivel camera mm -hmm. right here and this is i guess as it's flying because it'll get you can you have different selections. You got a button on here where you can have it follow you around. You can have it get at a distance. You can have it do a 360 around you. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you can have this thing do. So I, what I'm going to do is see while we're talking here, Sean, I am going to give it a, I'm going to activate this thing and try to give a live demonstration on how this thing works. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up on the yes uh, okay so watch Continue. Follow. here we go oh, the work out. <laughs> so there it is watch this oh you can't see it it's just kind of, it's hard to see but it's right there uh, it's pretty loud as you can see yeah um you can see it's kind of creating <laughs> i mean it's a drone so it's loud a lot of wind so the current setting is that it's set to follow me around so it's not going to move unless i move but if i were to get up from this desk it would just follow me around the studio and it's currently shooting uh video of me now if i want to stop it all i've got to do is put my hand right under that And it just stops. I guess it's because you put the, uh, you got the resistance underneath the, uh, the fans. And so it senses that and it just drops right in your palm. So, but you can walk around outside without having any joystick, any controller. Absolutely. And it just follows Nothing. you around, right? Yep. As long as you got your phone, yeah, of course, you, you need your phone in hand. Mm -hmm. And that's where your video is being recorded. It's recording. It, it's got an onboard camera, but the video is actually going to your uh, your phone. So is now, it tracking got, like with the wrist bracelet, or is it actually using the phone also to know where you are? I think it's it's using the phone too, but it also I think one of the uh, setups when you're setting the thing up, it also you kind of have to hold it eye level so it can kind of. I guess it needs to adjust on where you are. Um, In case you're in a bubble or something. Right. But I've noticed if you turn the app off or if you, if you were to shut your phone down, uh, then yeah, it would pretty much, cause it, it works in conjunction with the, the mobile app that you download onto your phone. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the cool thing is, is like, there's no, um, you don't have to hook this thing up to your computer to download the, the video. It automatically goes to your phone, even though the, like there's storage on the actual device, but it syncs and transmits the video instantly. I mean, it's like fast at right after you video shoot something, uh, you know, you walk around as soon as you stop, it will transmit that video straight to your phone, you know, on the app. And then you can download that into your video or your, you know, your camera, uh, you know, your camera listing. So, yeah. so you've got all that video and it's fast. It's amazing how fast it is. Um, now you added um, a microphone to yours, right? Because it doesn't come with a microphone. Right, right. So what I do is I use a, uh, what you want to do is, which is amazing. We were talking before the show, I was a little nervous about the the sound of, you, you can hear the sound of the fans, which is annoying. Yeah. But it doesn't pick up any of that when you're shooting video. Uh, you can walk around 
And I would recommend using an external uh, microphone system with your uh, with your iPhone. You can use your onboard mic, but it doesn't sound as good. So what I've got is a little, um, it's one of these uh, DJ, and I'll, I'll post it in the show notes, but one of these external mics, it's a wireless mic that I hook into my, uh, my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Great audio. I mean, I seen a video yesterday and it was like, you know, it sound, sounded great outside. You couldn't hear the fan at all. It's like, yeah. and I was up close to it. It's like, what? This thing is right next to you and you can't hear, you know, you can't hear those fans whirling, uh, which you can, I mean, you can hear it at the time, but you can't hear it over the video. So right. it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, that's pretty and cool. it's, it's great. So here's the thing. If you love doing content, like I, I bought this thing for multiple reasons. Uh, one of them is, uh, I've got content that I want to create while I'm outside on a golf course for, you know, for a, um, you know, for one of my selling on the green projects, um, that I've got coming up this year, this is going to be perfect for that. So I can record video content out on the golf course, um, and video tips. Yeah, there, there you go. Hover cam. Yeah, get so hover. You, yeah, gethover.com is one of the sites. There's a couple others. If you put hover cam in Google right now, it's it's all over the place. Right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a lot smaller than I thought it would be when uh, when you just texted me a picture of the camera itself. Oh, it's lightweight itself. and it's small. Yeah, and I yeah. even got one of these little. Like you can get one of these little. Um, it's a little case right here. Yeah. Snaps up. So you just kind of protect it because it, it is kind of, uh, you know, the, the framing is pretty light. So, yeah. you know, you, you know, something happens to it. You can't, you don't want to just throw this thing in a, in a bag because this thing might get cracked. Uh, you throw this thing in a bag, something might fall on it and you might crack the Plus framing. You, the case I assume can hold your extra batteries and all that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's pretty cool. Um, throw that in a backpack pretty easily mm-hmm. go on a hike yeah. and- absolutely if you're out on the hiking trails perfect you see people like riding bikes uh these things are just following them right behind you know as they're riding the bike there's people out there on a hiking trail i take the you know i'm like uh i go into like on my uh composite podcast i'll go into plants sometimes or do like um situations where I want to go into a facility and if they're, you know, if they give me permission, record some interviews and stuff as we're in the manufacturing plant and I just have this thing following me around. Um, and the thing about it is it's noisy enough in a plant, so they're not going to mind yeah. this thing going, you know, whirling around, you know, as noisy as it is because there's already a lot of noise going on in the background. So yeah, it'd be interesting uh, to see like though on a golf course, if there's other people like, <laughs> if that that's gets so, to be a problem yeah right well yeah that's what that's the thing you know it's going to be interesting it's it's one of these things you're going to want to take out set up shoot some quick video while you're while you're playing you don't want to yeah. play in the middle of the day when there's somebody behind you because you know some people get ticked off if you're not moving fast enough so yeah. uh you know this is one of those friday afternoon sunday afternoon type things where i would take it out on the golf course when i'm walking you know nine holes and there's very few people out there and the yeah. sun's still out so um that's cool i can't wait to see some of the videos you you produce yeah. with it and mm-hmm. yeah so if you're if you're wanting to up your content your video content especially like pretty cool little toy and what was how much does it cost is like 300 bucks 
Yeah, it's 300 bucks. I think it's, uh, you can get the extra batteries. Um, they have different packs. If you get the, just the drone camera itself, it's like 300 bucks. If you get the, uh, you can get two extra batteries in the case for like 350. I think with tax and everything, it's close to, uh, you know, between 350, $400. So, uh, you know, and something you might want to do, you know, just for, uh, the battery's not too bad, but you might want to, you know, get some, a couple of extra batteries to have on hand, if, especially if you're going to be away from, you know, outdoors or something for a long period of time that you can just throw in another battery. So, yeah, so it's actually the site is the hover.com. Right. Um, goes through, got five flight modes. It says blogging yeah. has never been so easy. <laughs> it's got it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. One like, mode, it'll just go do like a 360 around you. One, it will like really back out from a distance. Like if you want to get like a kind of a zoom out mode. A landscape view. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Orbit mode. That's the one goes around you. Right. Bird's eye, be way up high, mm -hmm. right above you. That's pretty cool. That and the is video pretty is pretty good too. The video quality, like I took some video last night. It was probably around six o'clock or five thirty or six. It was late in the evening. Uh, very little light, and it was still not bad at all, um, considering you know the light quality. Yeah. Uh, you know that video that I sent you. But I'm anxious to see. I have yet because it's been overcast the last few days. So I'm uh, I'm anxious to get out on a clear day and see what it looks like outside. Yeah. Well, if it looks good, you know, pre-sunset, probably going to look good mm -hmm. in the middle of the day for sure. Yeah. Um, it also comes in white for those of you who like in white. That's right. That would be my daughter. She'd get the white, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I sent That's it right. to her. I was like, this would be great for beach videos and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, cool. So yeah, it's, cool. it's fun. It's, it's a fun tool. I, I had it in the house the, the other day shooting and it was just kind of following me around everywhere I went, you know, like a little puppy dog. Yeah. When you sent it's me cool. the one you were outside and you walked into your office and it followed you through the doorway, <laughs> through the I mean, doorway, it, it paused a little bit, but yeah. like it figured it out. It figured out. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. I made the turn and it, it followed me right on in. So man, it's cool. A little shaky, but yeah, cool, cool way to, uh, you know what, if you don't have somebody that's following you, that you have to follow you around with a camera, you know, everybody's doing cheaper than TikToks and sure. Instagram and all that stuff. You know, this is, this is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, and at 300 bucks, that's a lot cheaper than a full-time videographer. Absolutely. Yeah. Even a part-time. <clears throat> yeah. So, all right. So tell me about these envelopes you Okay, so this is from, I'm going to share this because this is from uh, one of our previous guests, Kevin Donlin. I love this and I'm going to have to share this because um, you would think this is cool, Sean. So, so if you're sending out something and I think of this from a standpoint of lumpy mail, like if you want to get something open immediately and I feel like this is kind of a way to create something attention grabbing that will get like a hundred percent open rate. Like when it comes across somebody's desk. So I'm going to share, uh, let's see, share screen. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. There we go. So again, this is by, uh, from our friend, uh, Kevin Donlin's been on the show before. 
He talks about without attention, your marketing is dead in the water. Hundred percent agree. Um, he said, uh, for twenty, he says, <laughs> for the last twenty-five years, I've thought the only way to get uh, uh, attention one hundred percent of the time was to send a FedEx envelope. He goes until last week. That's when I got a one-of-a-kind envelope that arrived in the mail. Uh, just like uh, a FedEx, it got 100% of my attention. And here's the envelope, oh, <laughs> the wow. outside of the envelope. Um, pretty cool. Like, And this is like handwritten on the envelope. Uh, now, he talks about like some of us don't have the artistic ability to do stuff like this. Um, and this is where you can, uh, this is kind of a great idea where you can, I think it's a good idea to get like a handful of these envelopes and pay somebody locally, a local artist or somebody that does calligraphy, um, or does, can do stuff like this, like pretty quick light. I mean, I I've got a son that's very, he's a talented artist and I was showing this to him and he can do this kind of stuff on an envelope. And I'm like, I told him, I said, this is all, this is like a Sharpie. It's a Sharpie pen, uh, you know, and just take some time to put something like this together. Something like this, that's really clever. This is the front of the envelope where it's going to, it it went to Kevin. Uh, (laughs) and you can see it's like, it's really creative. Yeah. It says postage goes here. It's kind of like, um, for those that aren't looking at it, it's a, it's a plain manila colored padded envelope yep. and it's got a lot of text, but it, it's almost like cartoon style mm-hmm. graffiti, right. a mix of maybe like cartoon and graffiti style Yeah, would be one, yep. one way to say it, but yeah, it's all hand. You can tell it's hand drawn. So it really, really jumps out. It's, you know, it's old, it's both old school and new school. Cause it's like super cluttered. Yeah. Um, but it has and a little bit of modern flair to it. Just, yeah, it's busy. It's, it's busy. I, I think that's what attracts me to it. You know, I was talking about that. I was, uh, featuring that one book on, um, writing with emotion that we were talking about a, a few weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. you don't see books like that. You don't see like busy stuff like this. To me, this captures my attention. Uh, it's got yeah, all these everybody's gone so minimalist. Minimal, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like to me, that's like <laughs> there's a rebellion that goes on with inside me that says all oh, the wasted space. Um, you can be fitting all this stuff in. <laughs> I mean, look at that. He's got like postage goes here. If you want uh, the missing secret, open this now. Uh, he's got a little, uh, you know, a little thought cloud that says, uh, this contains something even Bill Glazer and Dan Kennedy never thought of, blah, 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 cloning secret inside, you know, all these things are going on. And then obviously the guy that, um, that he's referencing, uh, is Dr. Carney. Um, and he even credits him on LinkedIn, uh, to connect with him because he's the, he's actually the guy that he draws his own stuff like this on these envelopes. Yeah. And of course, uh, that's the back of it again. What's better than FedEx. <laughs> so pretty cool. I mean, and there's he no did way that, you could he not. did that specifically because he tailored the message to right. Kevin. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So you can yeah, tailor and so the those message. Are, this is not for everybody. This is for B2B. This is for yeah. 
you know, this is for B2B type marketing where you're trying to market to somebody who won't take your call, who you can't get in touch with. Yeah. I mean, but you're you might trying to get them five yeah. to 20 of these to your really, really ideal, you know, whale prospects. You're not going to send out right. a thousand of these. More yeah. Than likely. Yeah, this is this is one of those right, you know that book we talked about. We've had him on before. The guest, the author of the book, how to meet, how to get a meeting with anyone. Stu Heineck. He's, mm -hmm. I mean, this is like Stu Heineck type stuff. That uh, and and Kevin mentions the guy that did this. Uh, his colleague is Doc Carney. He's the guy that sent this, and he does a lot of them. Uh, he's over at Mentor Me Doctor. He does a lot of direct mail stuff for. Uh, you know, clients out there, but he's like, yeah, he'll actually draw these for you. Um, I'll put that in the show notes uh, for people that are interested and need somebody that will do some custom for you <laughs> envelopes. But like I said, you can find people locally that if you got some envelopes like this that you could get and give them some design ideas and put, put like that, especially if they're like, you know, high in, um, you know, c-suite type level you know people that you're trying to reach out to yeah um for sure i mean these are the, these are the kind of ways that you get their attention yeah i like it that's that's very cool yeah i mean there's <coughs> go to local any high school art class yeah um and you find college, college kids that will do this i mean yeah. it's like doodling 101 i mean yeah you just give uh, them a text and then they can fit it on there and <laughs> Yeah. A couple ideas and right. And even I would give them a little leadway as long as they, you know, um, hit mm -hmm. the main points you want to hit. Right. But then give them a little leadway on how it, how they lay it out and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's really, yeah. I like yeah. the, it's got that comic book graffiti feel to it. Yeah. Which is very, yeah. I like the different fonts and yeah. yeah. I mean, it takes a little time for somebody that knows what they're doing, but, uh, like I said, this is stuff that I would hand over to my teenage son. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like, he could probably he, knock that whole thing out in 15 minutes. You doodle stuff like this and it takes you five minutes, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. Can you do this? That's cool. So, yeah. Just think of ways to like this to be different. I mean, the whole point of it is you got to be in an age of same as lame. I mean, everything is the same. You've got to find ways to be completely, uh, completely different. So agreed. All right. Excuse me. So let's talk a little bit about, man, I cannot Bless shake you. this cough. Bless you. Um, Bless you. So, yeah, so talk, you know, going into the new year, some people's resolutions might be, you know, write more, write mm -hmm. gooder, gooder, you know, write more effectively. <laughs> yeah. um, so I've looked up a couple of different things and I found a couple articles about just, you know, writing. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole list, uh, but some of these were good reminders for me. Uh, number yeah. one is just to base to brush up on the basic principles of writing, grammar, and spelling. Now, I don't really care if you have typos, but some people do, although that's a great way to find out who you don't want to be a client. Is anybody mm -hmm. that writes back and complains about your grammar and typos, especially if they like, like if they're just letting you know that's that's okay, but if they're like berating you because of it, right? you do not want that person as a client. Yeah. Like it's, right. it's a good, um, you probably don't want them, but it's still good to kind of keep up. And so that's why I recommend 
you know, once a year, once every two years, reading a book like Elements of Style from Strunk and White. Yeah, absolutely. Super short book. You can read it over lunch, just kind of go through it. Um, so that's one. The other is to write like your job, write like it's your job, because it kind of is. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're in business, you're, everything you do is based on writing, whether it's a YouTube script, um, you know, if you're outlining an idea for podcast or video content, you know, you're probably writing it first. Right. A lot of people. Um, yep. So it's important to get good at writing blog posts, mm-hmm. um, you know, Twitter threads, get good whatever writing, get good or writing, get yes. gooder and gooder. Get gooder. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that requires that you practice on a regular basis, not yeah. just when you're putting out content, but even practicing between that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the best ways you can do that is to read more mm. so that you know what good writing looks like. Absolutely. I, you know, if you've ever been reading a book and you just, you see a turn of phrase and you're like, whoa, that just, that landed <clears throat> like that. Mm-hmm. I was reading something today. Uh, I don't know if I can find it real quick, but um, it's actually a book about writing. Cause this time of year, I tend to kind of review that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this book is um, unless it moves the human heart, the craft and art of writing. This is a little bit more like fiction writing stuff, but there's always, mm-hmm. You know, one thing fiction writers do really well is they they paint pictures, they tell stories right really well and really compelling. Um, but I was I was reading this section about throat clearing, which is basically not getting to the point of what you're talking about or what you're writing about, especially. Mm-hmm. And just the way he explained it was just really cool. And there was a couple of lines. Um, they really won't make much sense out of context, but it's like he built up to it. And then when he dropped this line, it was like, Oh, like everything just clicked. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, you'll recognize that the more you read, the more you'll recognize that. And I think it's Stephen King in on writing that we were talking about earlier. He says that unless you read a lot, you do not have the tools to be a good writer. Right. Yeah. He even said like, he keeps like a, like even when he goes to a baseball game or something, he's always like got a paperback, you know, yeah. just in his pocket. I, yeah, I don't he, know, maybe he, a Kindle nowadays. Like, he reads like four or five hours a day. Yeah, uh, is what yep. he said in his book. And that's you know, absolutely. Warren Buffett does the same thing for different reasons, mm-hmm. but um, right. You know, so reading a lot. What's will help the name you. of that book that you just mentioned? Um, unless it moves the human heart. The ah. Craft and Art of Writing by Roger Rosenblatt. So he's, Perfect. yeah, it's a it's a good little book. Um, quick read. It's like 100, 150 pages. Um, it's just got some really good ideas in it. And if you've never w- read Bird by Bird, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's Anne Lamont. Um, Bird by Bird. It's one of the most famous writing books ever written. It's funny. It's engaging. Um, I think I have. Yeah, she. that's a really good book about writing. And it's not a, you know, neither one of these are marketing books. It's more about the actual craft of writing. Right. And I know some direct response purists might be like, well, that's different. But you, there's a lot you can learn, I think, yeah. from fiction writers um, that you can apply to direct response. Because the really good fiction writers are 
the writing is still tight. It's compelling. Mm -hmm. It keeps the page moving, all that kind of stuff, which is what you want in direct response as well. Um, it's good. Another thing is to join a workshop or a meetup or take a, a night class in writing at your local college or something like that. Um, like a creative writing class, not a, mm -hmm. not a gr English grammar one-on-one class, right? You want more of the creative writing. And a lot of the times those night classes at colleges are going to be more of the creative type writing, yeah, that kind of stuff. And if you don't use everything, you may pick up one or two things that completely changes the way you see writing and the way you develop your writing. Right. So uh, it's like, I mean, I took one, I took a comedy class at one of the mm -hmm. university of Tennessee, the, yeah. like the adult night classes, um, not those kind of adult night classes, that's a different, <laughs> different thing. Be um, specific there. So yeah. Uh, the other thing is that like, when you find writing that you admire, mm -hmm. like actually take the time to slow down and analyze, like, why did that catch my attention? Why did I just highlight that? Mm, yeah. Is it the structure of it that really jumped off the page at me? Is it, you know, did they rhyme something? Was it a set of threes that caught my attention? Right. Um, was it just a really good idea? And if it was like, why was it such a good idea? Was it concise? Was it clever? Right. Was it whatever? And so don't just like highlight and move on. Like when you, when you find yourself highlighting, kind of analyze it and figure out what they did yeah. to make that jump out. And this mm -hmm. is really cool on Kindle because you can see where hundreds of people have highlighted stuff. Yeah. You know, once you can see a certain yeah, exactly. threshold, mm -hmm. which I think is also kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy because then more people highlight it, but <laughs> it does give you a little idea. It's like, yeah, a lot of people are highlighting this. A lot of people are agreeing that it's highlight worthy. Right. Mm -hmm. What is it about this, this paragraph or this three sentences that has so many people highlighting it, you know? Yeah. And really try to analyze and, and, and pull it apart. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing is to imitate writers you admire. Mm. This is not plagiarism, but it would not hurt. You know, and, and this has been talked about in copywriting circles for a long time. Um, but literally, you can either handwrite or type out writing that you like yeah. to, to get that physical feeling of what it feels like to write like your favorite writer. Yeah. What was the, do you remember the movie with, um, was it Sean Connery and Cuba Gooding Jr. I think maybe that was, um, Sean Connery was like the reclusive writer and. Oh yeah, I do. I, I have no clue what the name of that movie, but I do remember that. I do remember uh, that. Sean Connery movies. That'll be a short list. <laughs> Finding Forrester. Yeah. That's it. Finding Forrester. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's a good, uh, yeah that's a I mean, good you. It's it's interesting because because I used to. I don't read as much fiction anymore, but I used to read a lot of fiction. I I used to read just about everything that Tom Clancy back in his early days when he was alive. Like, mm -hmm. you remember all of his early novels before they were you know before they were taken over by other people that were writing and putting yeah. slapping his name on it, like the Hunt for Red October, the yeah. um, you know um. Oh man, so many. Oh, Rainbow Six. I mean, that was like one of the, uh, that was one of the first books I ever read by him. I mean, that was like a classic. And then some of the, uh, John Grisham, I used to read those, you know, every new John Grisham book that came out, but it's funny, like everybody has their own writing style. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody like Stephen King is, 
unique writing style. It's, it's like, he writes more like you're just talking. Uh, I feel like more than yeah. any writer that I've, you know, read Stephen King writes, like, you're just kind of like having a conversation almost. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is kind of interesting how everybody has their unique style. Some people are less detailed, like in the, you know, how they're describing their description of things. Yep. They kind of leave it more to the, uh, reader's imagination. Yeah. And which I like, some... I like, you know, and, and Stephen King talks about that. That's how he does it. Yeah. You know, like he's, in, in on writing, he says he talks about uh, there's one I can't remember which book it is, but with the rabbit, um, mm -hmm. and there's a rabbit, and it's in a gilded cage, and he's like, this is a point where a lot of writers would go into two pages of detail on what the cage looks like, right? And it's not about the cage; it's about it's the rabbit, the, the purple yeah. rabbit or whatever it was <clears throat> in right. the cage. So you just say it's a yeah. gilded cage, mm -hmm. or you know, an ornate cage. Sure. And then you just let people fill in the details with that. Absolutely. Cause everybody's got their own. But if you start saying idea. black iron with gold accents from, mm -hmm. and the gold leaves were import, you know, the gold leafing was imported from yeah. Italy. Like nobody cares. Right. Right. It's too much. So yeah. you gotta, you gotta walk that fine line mm -hmm. and you can tell that when you're reading just because if you ever get bogged down in a piece of writing, whether it's direct response or fiction, it's probably somebody over describing a scene. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Or if you're listening to a podcast and it gets boring, it's probably somebody <laughs> over stating a point. Absolutely. So, um, I noticed that he spends less time, like you said, Sean, on describing the scene or the, you know, what's going on during the scene, but he does, he spends more time on describing the person, like the character and what they're feeling, the actual scene. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Right. That's, I think why you get into it is because you, you mm -hmm. resonate with the character. Yeah. And then you start to see the world the way they would see it because you, you kind of understand their world. Uh, I think a thing that a lot of people miss out is getting an outside editor of some kind, whether it's a friend, mm -hmm. whether you pay somebody just to give you that second set of eyes because we all fall in love with our own stuff or we all yeah. are over critically overcritical of our own stuff. So mm -hmm. just to get a second set of eyes is a really good um, thing. And there's some more, but I'll stop with those. Um, Our darlings. What does Stephen yeah. King calls them? Our little kill, darlings. Yeah. Kill your darlings. <laughs> kill your darlings. Anything that you really, really, really love, you got to look at really hard and ask somebody if that's right. just something you like, or if it's actually good. Yeah. And it could be good sometimes. But a lot of times it's just you get attached to a phrase because you think it's clever mm -hmm. or right. you know, whatever. Um, and sometimes those are, they work, but a lot of times they're they're not. And you really can if you set it aside for two or three days and then come back to it, a lot of times you can catch that. Right. Um, but I know in this, you know, content heavy world, it's a lot of times we're all writing content to get out right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. coming up with a system to write ahead of time. Um, I think our friend, uh, Bill Mueller could probably speak on that. I know he writes, you know, a couple of days ahead or weeks, mm -hmm. even a weeks ahead of, of when he sure. actually sends out the emails. So they have time to sit. So yeah, there's other tips, but that's the big ones. And, you know, just the more you write, the better you write typically. Do you have any distraction free tips, Sean, that you, that you use in your own, uh, everyday life of avoiding distraction? <laughs> Um, 
I have some tips. I don't know if I use them very well all the time, but uh, <laughs> what works for me is if I know I have a project I've got to do, mm-hmm. I have two kind of cues that I, I use. Um, okay. One is a, I have a specific baseball cap that I will put on for writing. Um, and then I'll have, have my headphones, my noise canceling sure. headphones. Sure. And I use this, um, it's called brain food on Spotify. Mm. Brain food is the playlist on Spotify okay. and different people write to different me. I've got friends that write to like heavy metal and I don't know how they write to that, but they do. You got other people that love EDM. Um, just cause the kind of the, that backbeat in there just kind of <clears throat> starts to zone you out after a while. Right. Um, but for me, brain food is really, is my favorite, by far my favorite playlist to write to. And it's about six hours long. So it's way longer than I'll ever sit down and write straight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other thing. I, I don't write for more than 60 or 90 minutes tops at a time without taking a pretty substantial break. Right. I'm probably shifting projects, but as far as, the only non-distraction technique I use besides that is just do not disturb mode on my Mac. Mm, but I don't have push good. notifications on anyway. So yeah, I don't use on my phone or on my Mac. I don't use push notifications. Right. So, but I still do just do not disturb just so if there's mm-hmm. something that might come through, I, um, yeah, you know, try to let it go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough, you know, especially writing copy. Mm-hmm because a lot of times there's, you might need a piece of research. You might need a testimonial from a client's files or whatever, and you have to go look for it. So sometimes, you know, it's not like writing fiction where a lot of times you can just do stream of consciousness and just kind of let stuff develop and then go back and edit. Mm -hmm. I try to do that as much as possible um, and then go back and insert. But sometimes you just have an idea that, you know, man, if I could find this statistic or this type of quote, it would really set this off. And sometimes I'll just, I'll just put in the writing, I'll put insert quote about this here and then highlight it. Right. And I'll finish writing, assuming that I'm going to find it because everything's out there. And then when I'm done writing, I'll go back and find it. That's usually what I found is less distracting than trying to go find it right away. Um, those are my biggest ones. Have a, you know, a playlist, Mm-hmm. Some people like writing in silence, but most writers I know have a kind of a type of music they listen to. Yeah. Um, I have to have something soothing, you know? I'd say another thing oh. that works if you want a, a paid option is um, yeah. Focus at Will is a company. They have a couple tracks and it, it's a combination of like binaural beats and mm-hmm. different stuff. Um, and they're, a lot of writers that I've talked to use alpha it's there's an alpha chill channel on that, but it's, mm-hmm. um, it's called focus at will.com. Yeah. It's like a hundred bucks a year, 60 bucks a year, something like that. Right. Um, that's another really good tool, you know, but for me, there's, I mean, Spotify has so much stuff that you could probably find whatever you need on Spotify. And, yeah. Um, so that's, that's, the two it's things good. that work best for me and just having the trigger of putting on a different hat, like literally you mm-hmm. know, changing hats helps a lot too. It just, yeah. it's, a, it's a physical trigger that says, okay, it's writing time between <clears throat> that and the headphones. Yeah. And if you do that often enough, then the playlist itself will start to trigger that writer in you. 
Yeah. Is if you use the same playlist, the same headphones, the same hat, you know, it works. So that's good. It's really good. Oh, I was going to do the one statistic. Okay. We'll wrap up with this. So people, especially younger ones, are migrating from SERPs, search engine. Um, so your browser, your Googles, all yep. that kind of stuff to social media right. in search of more authentic, helpful answers to their questions. Mm-hmm. Expect that trend to continue in 2024, especially as social platforms add more search focused features. So mm. get this Gen Z, which would be, I guess, probably your kids. Yeah. Um, my daughter, I think is Gen Z. So like 25 and under, I think it's probably Gen Z somewhere in there. Um, 57% of that generation prefers TikTok more than Google as a search engine. They actually use it as a search engine. Wow. So if they have a question and you know, that was a trend a while, like my son who is, um, 29, he uses YouTube as a search engine. That's his main like if he has a question, he doesn't Google. He either uses Reddit or YouTube to find his answers. Yeah, so interesting. If he, needs, if he needs to repair his car, if he needs to, <clears> you know, um, whatever, learn yeah. how to change a tire on a bike on a motorcycle, he'll use YouTube or Reddit. Um, he won't use Google. Yeah, my kids are on Reddit a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and it's for the same reasons that this says that this talks about. It's because they feel like the the answers are more authentic and more helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas blogs, if you don't, you know, a lot of times they just feel a little, they don't feel personal. Right. A lot of times, yeah. unless you're just a really good writer. And that's where, you know, practice yeah. writing comes in. But a lot of the blog results that come up, yep. you get like six, six different blogs and they're all basically the same. Like there's yeah. no personality <laughs> in them. It's the same list. Yeah. You know, one's got seven, one's got nine. You know, and it's just, there's a lesson those, in writing right there. No personality, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, <clears throat> those are the ones that have drifted to the top of Google, you know? So that's something I think Google has to, you know, figure out as well. And they probably yeah. will as, as they start losing more and more search traffic. Mm-hmm. So if you write a blog, here's the, here's the takeaway. I think if you haven't been on TikTok, like I haven't been, um, especially now they long allow a little bit longer content is, you could take that same blog post and put it as a video on TikTok, and you're going to get a whole different demographic. Now, obviously right. if Gen Z is not your demographic, you may not, you may want to wait a little while. Um, but there's all right. plenty of Gen X and other people on, on TikTok. It's growing fast. Um, oh yeah. I think we use it a little bit more for entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. but it is interesting. Yeah. That Gen Z, if they want to know how to boil water, they go to TikTok. Sure. Maybe we should do that. We should just start a TikTok channel with like all the basic life skills and just kind of absolutely parody <clears throat> it, um, <laughs> create a parody of it. Can um, we stream on TikTok? That'd be yeah. great if we could. Yeah. That's a little too long, I think, for, for TikTok. That's but, true. Um, so, yeah. Cool. So that, they could just like snip them up like pre, you know, before they post or something yeah we're gonna have to get like one of those uh uh i need to subscribe us for one of those programs that will uh 
like yeah, the AI tools. programs, like yeah. one of the AI tools that will like split up these little clips and throw them out there on. Yeah, Cast TikTok Magic, course. I think, does it. Whisper. Yeah. Dot, I've got a couple Whisper. saved yep. over here. Whisper.ai. Yep. Podium. Um, Podium. Podium one. Yeah, yeah, Podium is amazing for like turning your video into into written content. I'm amazed at how good a job it does. Like it's really good. Um, and they, they'll give you like three or four hours for free. So if you're not doing a wow. ton of, you know, that almost covers what we do. Yeah. Um, it doesn't chop up the videos, but it does turn mm -hmm. all the video into show notes and all that. Sure. Stuff. Yeah. Good. So, um, so yeah, that was, I, th I just found that very interesting that search traffic is, I didn't realize that much of actual search. Like I knew a lot of people were on TikTok. I knew people watching it for all kinds of stuff, but I didn't realize how many people were actually going there as a search engine. Yeah. That's what kind of took me by surprise. So, um, I know it's, uh, and the, and the, like and Google the, and Bing, all those guys are sweating out there. Yeah. Between AI and, and video content, <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're, they're sweating. But, but I think that from a human nature and persuasion standpoint, why are they doing that? Yeah. More relatable and more personal answers. Personal answers. Yeah. Authentic. <clears throat> Whereas you just get like, what, I mean, what happens when you do a Google search? Like the first, the, it feels like the first half of the page is filled with, you know, paid sponsorship, you know, type content. Yeah. Like you don't know what's real, like, or what, you know, somebody's trying to sell you something. Um, so, I mean, no, it's really no wonder why they're going to those platforms to avoid, yeah. you know, getting, you know, stuff that's really just has an agenda, you know, it's being sponsored. Well, I know when I search anything like supplement related or vitamins yeah. or minerals or anything like that, I get the same four or five sites, mm -hmm. WebMD, yeah. very well health. Like I get the same four or five because they right. are content mills. Yep. Anything related to any search around supplements or health or anything like that, they are trying to dominate and they're doing a good job because they're showing up first. But now yep. it's gotten to the point because they all sound the same that I just skip past those and now I have to right. go to page two or three and look for. So now yeah. I guess I'm going to have to go to TikTok. The problem is it's, I need a transcription feature for TikTok, you know, because if I'm using this in my writing, yeah. like pulling stats and quotes, right? I can't. I don't want to sit there and watch the video 14 times, you know? Right. But yeah. if I'm learning, if I, but if I need to make macaroni and cheese or if I need to learn to crochet, mm -hmm. I can see how a video would be more helpful. Absolutely. So I think yeah. it depends on what you're doing and what you're looking what, for. What, yeah. What your agenda is. Yeah. Like, Cause if I'm making something like food or something like that, I don't want to read it. I want to watch somebody, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And that's where YouTube so really depends. And, and all this and, and TikTok and all these, mm -hmm. these are coming in. So, um, oh, there was a, let me see if I can pull this up. Let's see if it'll pull up on the computer. I saw this, I was going to talk about this. I don't remember when I saw it, if I saw it after our last show. Um, but it was a, oh yeah. Um, Let's see. So this was, there's this guy on TikTok, speaking of TikTok, he takes well-known songs and he sings them in a different way. Okay. Um, and 
Let's see if I can get the audio to come through. How do I do the audio? Make it come through. Settings. Uh, audio. Uh, yeah, I think you might have to. I don't know if it's going to play it over. Yeah, because I don't have the I don't have the thing. So grandma got right over. So anyway, look this up. So yeah. this guy's just Joey Syracuse, like Syracuse, New York. Just Joe Syracuse, yeah. New York. And then look up for look for grandma got run over by a reindeer, done right. in a minor key. And it turns this like happy go lucky Christmas song that we all know into like this sad like tragedy of a song. And it's and the reason I saved it for in my like the pers in our persuasion by the pint show notes type ideas is just changing the tone of it completely changed like the message and the way you receive it. Right. Like, lyrics were more clear. Like the story became like totally different. Um, mm -hmm. Let me see if I can just hold my hold the mic up to it. Can you hear that? Yeah. Grandma can't run over by reindeer. <laughs> Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. She's been drinking too much eggnog. It's perfect. And we better not to go. She forgot her medication. <laughs> she staggered out the door. I think this, this version makes it even more funny. I know. <laughs> when we found her Christmas morning. <laughs> the scene of the attack she had her prints on her forehead incriminating claw marks on her back yeah i like this version i think i think that uh, <laughs> dude it's so good and then it <clears throat> it ends with just like that um, i think this I think it, it creates a, uh, it's kind of one of those, it kind of wakes you out of your slumber. Like we've heard that version of the song for so many years, and this yes. is kind of a different one. So to me, it makes it even more funny to hear. Well, it I mean, that's a of, good, that's a good point. It's like changing format, right? Changing yeah. from, if right. you've been sending the same email and it's pretty good and then it stopped, right. send it in direct mail in a new yeah. format and it that's will right. hit differently. Yep. But, Man, I, I started following this guy because he, he does all kinds of songs and stuff. But that was by far, I was like, oh, my God, that is like, that's how the song should have been sung in the first place. Like, yeah. I know it was a funny song. Sure, It probably would have never been a hit if he sang it this way. It would have been too, mm -hmm. it would have been too serious. Yeah. You know, but after hearing the other one and then hearing this version, I, it just like, it's like, oh, man, that's how it should have been written. But yeah. So anyway, I thought it was. Other Slayer. So no, change your perfect. format. I love that. Yeah. Same message, different format can can reveal yeah. uh, different results for sure. So that's yeah, all I, I was got. reading an article from uh, this week that it, it's kind of along that same format, but like 
um, like the British during World War II, they were using uh, these, um, so to switch gears, to go to warfare, <laughs> casual well, I mean, topic to warfare. Yeah, I mean, Grandma got run over by her. she did die. So we're kind of in this. In the but same they thing. were uh, no, I'm sorry, it was the Germans. They were using uh, aircraft, anti-aircraft, uh, like batteries. I mean, they were like cannons that were for anti-aircraft. But they started using them on tanks, and they were even more effective on tanks. And uh, so it was like what was effective at aircraft to, you know, do damage was catastrophic when it came to when it came to using them on tanks on the battlefield. So that's just a lesson, like you were saying, take a strategy, use it, kind of repurpose it in a different format. It can be like completely game changer in a yep. different format for your marketing. Yeah. Do not do not send missiles in the mail to your <laughs> That's not the point. Absolutely. So. <laughs> That's illegal. Yeah. <clears throat> and we would yeah. not condone that, but... Uh, NSA like warning use... just flashed on our YouTube <laughs> channel. You guys are talking about wars and missiles and stuff. <laughs> nope. Just repurpose things in a different format. What? Yeah. What could, what's effective in... I think the point is what's effective in one in one area could be devastating in, another, in, in one other area. You know, yeah. so you never know. You know, absolutely so change things up. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. That's cool. I love that. Another short show. Well, cool, man. A good way to uh, start off the year. Great, great show. Um, to all of our listeners, check us out. Persuasionbythepint.com. Uh, check us out wherever you download all of your podcasts or download any of your podcasts. We're there whatever platform you use i should say you know for the longest time i said stitcher radio but i just realized they get bought out so they're no longer stitcher radio so i yeah. can't use that anymore yeah. but you know spotify um all of these other uh platforms that you use were there and uh looking forward to another year it's going to be fun we've got some uh cool guests coming up um yep. we've got uh one coming up that a lot of our listeners will be interested in i guess that'll be in the next yeah, I got weeks, the maybe. I got the official intro email today, so I will respond yeah. to that and yeah, get that set up. So cool! Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. So yeah. we'll just tease it at that. Yep, absolutely. In case it doesn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Got to hedge our bets. <laughs> and by the way, happy right. anniversary to you. Yeah, thanks, man. Going Wedding out celebrating tonight. Yeah. yeah, looking looking forward to it. Twenty three years, had a, uh, uh, celebrating twenty three years with my beautiful bride tonight. Congratulations! Uh, we'll be yeah. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it, and uh, hope everyone has a great weekend. Sean, looking forward to uh, next week, and uh, to all of our listeners, take care. Have a great week ahead, and uh, we should have a, a going out tagline to do something, call to action or something. I don't know. Yeah, we're working. Just have a good weekend. Do good stuff. Yeah, there you go. See ya. See ya.